Welcome to another Ruby Bandit Super Secret Fan Club Podcast. This is podcast number two for Wednesday, April 26th. So I hope everyone is doing all right. And uh, let's just get right to it. So for the channel... Uh, this Sunday, we do have the end of the month video being released. And right after that, we're going to have the end of the month video topic vote starting. So that would be on Monday uh, through Friday is usually when I do these things. And uh, you can do that on my Patreon if you guys want to vote for the next topic for the, uh, the end of the month video. And then, of course, immediately after that... Uh, couple days later is going to be may the 4th which is going to be which is star wars day and i'm going to be releasing another video that day i'm not sure if i'm gonna if i decided to have that be the sunday video or if i'm going to do another video for that sunday either way i'm kind of planning for both but uh we'll see how everything uh goes from there and uh There's a truck being super loud. So I met, so as I mentioned on the first podcast, I am working on my 300th video. I'm not working on it, but it is coming up and at the moment I'm still lost, but I think I've whittled it down to three choices. So we'll see what that 300th video is going to be. I do have a few things that are written out that I've been wanting to produce for a while. So it's probably going to be one of those. And these are very just... I'm really happy with the way that these were written. So I'm probably going to end up making one of those videos as my 300th video. We'll just see which one I choose. So when the day comes... You know, it'll come and that'll be it. And um, so, you know, I, I, I'm I still one of those few people that likes to be on Facebook. I know some of you guys like to be on there too. But I feel like there's less and less people being on Facebook. And it's it's not the greatest place or anything. But, um, and I know a lot of people do this a lot. But for some reason, I haven't been, I've, I've joined a few groups uh, in the past. So one of them was like the lightning, the lightning collection collectors group, and just after being so tired of seeing all these really dumb things that people were saying and suggesting, and it, you know, it just it wasn't doing anything for me except for making me either roll my eyes or just, I don't know, just ugh. I I I was just you know what I'm over this. And I, and I left that group, and after about a day or two of not getting um, irritated by these really dumb comments and stuff, um, well, at least from that group, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and leave a few other groups. And I know this isn't really anything major. I know a lot of people do this, and oh, I don't announce when I leave a group. 
Uh, for me, it, this is, you know, where I, I get some of my information from. You know, I'll, I'll sit there, I'll, I'll scroll through Facebook in the morning before I get ready to do stuff. And, oh, so-and-so came out, you know, like, oh, yeah, these figures are now out. These have been announced. So I'll get my news from, you know, or at least uh, I'll get something out of these groups. But I just couldn't take it with this Power Rangers group. And after a day or two of not seeing any anything that wasn't irritating from my from that group, I basically just went through it. And it's like, if this group posts something that irritates me, I'm just going to leave the group. And I did that. And I have been so much happier. And I've also found other groups that have... Um, that are a little bit more in tune with what I was looking for from those particular groups. So, for example, that um, once I left the Lightning Collection Collectors Group, because it, all it is is just a bunch of scalpers. It's a bunch of scalpers and people just asking for stupid ideas to be made. And I found a, um, a Super Sentai group. So it's like, you know what? I'm more into the Super Sentai anyway. And people are going to be posting about the toys. So I found one that was uh, Power Rangers merchandise. Another one that was called Super Sentai Show. And then there was one that was in Spanish. And my favorite part about the Spanish one, the one that really got me was that there was a post. And it, and it was like, hey, the newest episode of so-and-so is out. And it's of the current Sentai. And then they posted up a link. So it's like, oh, cool. I can actually watch this show now and I can be up to date. This is great. Because in a lot of those groups, and I'm pretty sure it's probably like a legal thing or whatever. But in a lot of those groups, they're just like, don't ask where you can watch Super Sentai. Google it instead. And I'm just thinking like, well, I watch Super Sentai. I'm I'm currently watching Jetman, which is the series before Zhu Ranger. And Jew Ranger is basically Power Rangers, the Japanese version. And I'm watching Jetman on Tubi. And Tubi is one of those uh, streaming apps, but it's free. And it, of course it has commercials and all that, but I can watch Super Sentai on Tubi. And it's legal and everything. And you're telling me that I can't tell someone like, oh man, Jetman is on Tubi if you want to watch Jetman. I'm not allowed to say that. That's pretty dumb. So... You know, that, that's kind of what got me on that uh, Spanish group. And luckily for me, I can read and write in Spanish and speak Spanish. And I know I hear the Spanish speakers out there. I've been wanting to make, uh, do translations of a lot of my videos. That's going to take a very long time for me to do. Um, also, my Spanish is not 100%, but I, I can do it. I can do it. There's just a, there's a few words usually that I don't. Um, that I don't understand how to say, like, Power Rangers. Do you say it, like, whatever the word Rangers is in Spanish? And then, you know, Poder, los, los Soldados de Poder, that's Power Soldiers. Or do you say, Los Power Rangers? You know, like, it, there's, there's different ways of saying these things in Spanish. Sometimes it's just, like, the, the English way of saying it, but with a little bit of a... Spanish accent in there so so yeah so I it's gonna take a while to do the translations it has been in the back of my mind for years so maybe I just need to just stop making videos and just get right on to translating everything I don't know 
So as I was mentioning, uh, I am watching Jetman currently. I, I've been in a real uh, tokusatsu uh, binge or whatever you call it. But I've, I've been on a real tokusatsu just, you know, I've just been wanting to watch tokusatsu so much lately. I've been watching Jetman. I am on episode 30 as of this episode of this podcast. And it's really fun. It's a lot of fun. It's not... You know, when you think of Power Rangers, you think of the whole, like, you know, the really bad acting and these, you know, the actors just, like, the way that they move, that they the way that they deliver their lines and stuff, and it's so cheesy, and it's, yeah, it's fun, whatever, you know, if you have nostalgia for it, great, but Super Sentai, or just Tokusatsu in general, the Japanese versions of these things are so much fun like even when they're cheesy it's a lot of fun because the actors are really in on it they they really they believe in what they're doing so they're not gonna you know they their um their disappointment doesn't show through and whenever i would watch power rangers and i would see the actors doing their thing it almost felt like they were disappointed and embarrassed that this is what their job was. And when it comes to, like, for example, Super Sentai, it doesn't seem that way. And a lot of this stuff, you can see it in the 90s with anime, with a lot of the voice acting in early anime that was dubbed. Just the actors don't care. They're just like, this is another, another like paycheck to me. And I'm just going to do whatever. And a big example of this would be, well, anime and video games. But a huge example is Mega Man 8. If you've ever seen the cutscenes for Mega Man 8, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about with Dr. Wright or Dr. Light. So I've seen both names used, so I never know which one to use. I guess I'll use Dr. Light because that just sounds best. But Dr. Light, he... Oh my god, he sounds like Elmer Fudd. You know. There's there's a part where he's just like he's like, We have to catch Dr. Wowie. And it's like Oh my god, that's that's horrible. Why would Dr. Light sound like that? Why doesn't he say we have to catch Dr. Wiley instead of Dr. Wowie? So uh, it's really bad. So you could tell that with a lot of the American television that was being, you know, that was being just dubbed. And even like with Power Rangers, you could see that. But when you watch Tokusatsu, when you watch the, the Japanese version of this stuff, they're in on it. It's a lot of fun. You're having fun. They're having fun. And even the parts that are just really silly and they're kind of cringe or whatever even that stuff is a lot of fun so i think a lot of it for me at least because um i do like japanese culture a lot i used to be a weeb back in the early uh 2000s so i totally get that stuff so when it's when they're talking about these monsters and then they're talking about like this japanese folklore stuff it's really really cool and you know that they're all in on it and they're like, yeah, no, this is totally something that they would do in a kid's show. 
and they're not embarrassed or anything. The, the acting is, you know, it's not terrible. So, so I've been watching Jetman. There's been death in it, which is, that's crazy. Uh, one episode that really got us was there's one where this monster uh, shoots you with these beams and then you start turning into a crystal. So these guys, like these people, they have these crystals coming out of their skin and there's just blood coming out. So, I mean, it's not like gushing out or anything, but it's, you see the crystal and then there's blood. So like the crystal just kind of started growing out of their bodies. And then they just turn into a giant crystal at the end, which is like anticlimactic. I, I kind of wish it would have been like a crystal skeleton or something, but no, they just turn into a giant crystal and it absorbs power or whatever. <coughs> so it's episodes like that that are like, holy crap. And that, that's actually one episode where it was just turn after turn after turn. So the whole time, you're just like, wow, you know, this is the twist, and this is what's going to happen, and you're expecting it. And then they do another twist on you. So this whole episode was just completely all over the place. And you think what's coming, and it's just, it's not. It just changes everything. And it's it's dark and whatever. That that That's Jetman. I've been watching Jetman. I have the Jetman SH figure arts. And I didn't get the um, I didn't get the Black Ranger for that one, so the uh, Jet Condor. So now I just really wish I would have picked them up when I did. If I if I did, um, that was at Paramorphicon, I would have uh, came home with four SH Figure Arts Power Rangers. So at that Paramorphicon, if I would have picked up um, Jet Condor. I would have picked up four SH figure arts. So that would have been great. And it was, I believe they were like 30 bucks, maybe 40 bucks back then. So oh, I really wish I would have picked that up because Jetman has become at least currently my, my most favorite of the Sentai. Uh, I still haven't finished watching Die Ranger, which is the one after Zhu Ranger. But I already know that I absolutely love the Yellow Ranger on that. Where there's a scene where um, there's a tofu monster. And if I remember correctly, I believe it was one called... Um, what's it called? Oh, man, I don't even remember. But it was like... I don't remember what the American monster was. It was something or other horn. Because it was a tofu monster that had a horn on his head. Not not like a not like a unicorn horn, but like a like a trumpet. And basically, what this was, which they completely missed on the U.S. version, of course, they just made up their own thing. But in the Japanese thing, it was supposed to be like a tofu salesman that rides a bike, and with that little horn, you know, that's how they like announce to everyone, like, "Hey, here comes the tofu salesman." So, um, oh, it's trumpet top was his head it was his name so trumpet top was is basically a tofu man so it's a lot a bunch of squares like white squares and he has a little trumpet on his head and that's how they would announce that hey the tofu guy is here to sell that and they would sell drunken tofu basically tofu that's like in sake so this monster is cool because 
the yellow ranger, the yellow dye ranger, and the tofu monster have a drinking contest. And the yellow dye ranger, his fighting style is drunken style. So it is just amazing. And this is the kind of stuff that they miss out on Power Rangers, especially because they didn't use any of the Die Ranger stuff. So, but that's a video for another thing. So I've been watching Jetman. Uh, we're probably gonna watch U Ranger right after, and then right into Die Ranger. And um, usually we watch Hell's Kitchen. We've been watching it from from season one. So I believe we're on season thirteen now. So it's kind of like we're balancing those two. And then at, also, I am personally watching, uh, I'm not watching this with my fiance, I'm watching the original Kamen Rider. I've never seen it before. So again, on Tubi, I'm watching Kamen Rider as well. And it's getting good. I'm on episode uh, eight or nine as of the recording of this. So it's very, I mean, this is the 70s, in 1971. So this is early tokusatsu. Tokusatsu started like in the 40s with Godzilla, but uh, Kamen Rider was one of the first that was like, okay, it's on TV and this and that. So a lot of the stuff is really primitive on there where a lot of the monsters, you could tell that there's a human inside. The, the, the costumes aren't so elaborate because this is all done on TV. So it's pretty cool. I'm really getting into it. I really like uh, the main guy, the way he, he has this really cool look to him. So, very 70s uh, Japanese. And um, I don't know if anybody else has noticed this, but I always felt like in other countries, they always seem like they're 10 years behind. So, when I would go to uh, Mexico, well, Mexicali, so it's still, you know, it's just crossing the border from California. But that's where some of my, fa my family's from, Mexicali. Like, my parents were born there and stuff. But whenever I'd go to Mexicali, it, everything always seemed so old and dated. So everything was kind of like 10 years behind. So I don't remember when my family got internet in the U.S., my family in Mexicali still didn't have internet. Or they didn't have cell phones for like the longest time. And it's only now that they're coming up with all this stuff. And even the way that they say some of their stuff, like El Wi-Fi. So instead of the Wi-Fi, that's, that's how they say it. They also say um, El Face, which is Facebook. So they come up with their own little slang terms for stuff. And it's like, I don't know. Everything just seems so dated. And same with Japan. I've noticed whenever I watch TV shows and stuff, their shows just are not up to par with uh, the U.S. So I don't know if it's just me, but everything just kind of always seems dated. So... The main guy, Takeshi Hongo, he looks like he's straight up from this from the sixties. And even the music, even the theme the theme song to Common Rider is very sixties because they use like an organ. It sounds kinda like the doors. So or uh what's it called? Uh, like ninety six tears where they use an organ on that song. So it's very like that. It's very sixties sci fi. And, um, but I still like it. I like that stuff. So it reminds me a lot of, uh, James Bond in the sixties. So you only live twice like that kind of stuff. And yeah, I don't know. I just always noticed that. But anyway, Kamen Rider, really good. The original series, I'm really digging it. You have to get over the fact that it's like 
oh, it's an older production, but that's fine. The story is good. You know, it's it's not any it's not any worse than Power Rangers. So I really feel like a lot of people should, you know, give it a shot. If you're into Power Rangers, people need to give the original Kamen Rider a shot. I know that the Kamen Rider in the U.S. it just hmm, I felt flat. Uh, for me personally, I didn't like it because it, the main character was an alien. And then it had that the Snarf style character, which I absolutely hate. I hated back then and I hate it now. So to me, that's why Common Rider or Mast Rider didn't really last in the U.S. Um, that's on my part, but I mean, I'm pretty sure it could be other things too. <coughs> and like using like stupid alien names for like planets and all that i get it that's supposed to be a thing but edenoi come on like ever since i was a kid i always thought like of an easy remix with that and it's like where's where's the song because it could still even been, be done now the beat for it so like i would always hear the name edenoi right and in my head i would just go edenoi edenoi e -e edenoi edenoi and it's like, that is totally a beat that could be used these days. So where's my fucking million dollars? And that's a beat that could be done today. So where's my million dollars? Why I, I just made a beat that's probably going to end up being used or something. So so anyway, yeah, watching Kamen Rider, the original series, and it's it's great. I love it. So yeah, watching the original Kamen Rider, it's great. I'm absolutely loving it. And I am also getting ready to start watching Ultraman. Because originally I wanted to do... To kind of start early in Tokusatsu and then just kind of watch it progressively getting better. So in the timeline, it really should be Godzilla. And then, you know, you skip a few years and then you have ultraman which they use they use godzilla suits in that original godzilla suits in ultraman and that was done in the 60s so you got ultraman and then you skip some more years and then you have common rider skip a few more years and then you got yourself um go ranger which was the original super sentai group or team so uh that one it's been a real it's been really hard to try to find that one uh, subtitled so uh, that's why I've just kind of okay Jetman has been the easier one and even then I, I still prefer Jetman Jetman is just so cool I know I'm just going full circle but yes I I absolutely love all this kind of stuff and I cannot wait to just start another series uh, I'd like to eventually get to the point where I'm up to date on super sentai and that's just gonna be really hard because you have people that are still doing all the subtitles and trans all the translations and everything so it's gonna be a while until i get there so mattel and hasbro have decided to join forces i guess to become map bro or hastel i don't know but Okay, so the way I found this out was kind of by accident. But uh, there's this guy that I follow. He, I, I follow him on Facebook and I also follow him on, uh, on YouTube. He's, he's a really super cool guy. 
his um he goes by uh Count Warduke Stankus. So uh Count Stankus from the from the toy room. So the way I found out about this was by accident. Uh, there's this guy that uh, I've, I'm friends with on Facebook, and I also follow him on YouTube. I love his channel. I love the aesthetic of his channel. It's it's really super old school and stuff. And he talks about um, vintage and also bootleg toys and some modern stuff. But uh, that would be Count Stankus. So uh, he's in the uh, Toy Room of Insanity. So I would definitely go and check him out. If you guys are into uh, bootleg toys and stuff like that. Really super cool, chill guy. But anyway, he had posted up this picture of uh, three and three quarter inch Masters of the Universe figures. That had um, the card back of G.I. Joe. And they looked like they were G.I. Joe. They were like O-ring figures. <coughs> and he was just like, hey... You know, I just saw these pictures. I wonder if this is for real. I don't know. This is weird. And I was just thinking to myself, like, no, there's no way. Why would they do this? This this is a, either a custom or an AI picture or something. So, and then um, I decided, you know what? I need to go ahead and look these up. And I looked them up, and lo and behold, Hasbro and Mattel are teaming up. So... What is this going to mean? Does this mean that these are real Masters of the Universe G.I. Joe O-Ring figures? I mean, we, we barely got the O-Ring figures for Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. I don't think they're going to make any more. I think they're just like, let's give it a shot. And then they saw how expensive it was to make these days and decided not to do it. Because, you know, that's that's Hasbro. And what is it that they're going to do with this team-up? You know, this 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 historic team-up that we've been waiting for. Are we going to get G.I. Joe in Masters of the Universe style? Are we going to get Marvel and all that? Like, I don't know. I have no idea what we're going to get. Are we going to get... Are we going to get these... G.I. Joe classified in the WWE style? Like, we already are having... So, no, what they're doing is they are going to team up because they have two movies coming out soon. They have the latest Transformers movie coming out, and then they have the Barbie movie that's coming out. And um, I had just recently found out that my, my fiancé does want to watch the Barbie movie. So it looks like that's one movie that I'm going to go watch, and I don't know. I'm, I'm going in with zero expectations, so... It, it'll be fun. Just a movie to go watch and just whatever. And uh, anyway, so what they're doing is they are bringing us some historic toys. This is a, this is history in the making. So Mattel owns Uno. And Transformers is Hasbro. So they're going to give us not transforming Uno cards. They're going to give us Uno cards with Transformers on them. Just like what they did with Masters of the Universe and Ghostbusters and all these other things. How they have all these different like Mario Uno and stuff like that where they have their own rules. 
And um, I know this because my fiance collects the different types of Uno. So we have like the office Uno. We we have like we must have like thirty different sets or however many they've made. We 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 have most of them. And there's some of them where she doesn't care about the rules, so she didn't pick them up. But anyway, we're getting Transformers Uno. And, you know, th this is history in the making, guys. <laughs> and then Hasbro owns Monopoly. So we are getting the historic, the, uh, what everyone's been waiting for. We're getting Barbie Monopoly. Just like we've gotten the I Love Lucy Monopoly, the Star Wars Monopoly, Mario Monopoly, all the different Monopolies, they're going to add Barbie to the Monopoly because that's just what everybody's always wanted and that's what everybody thinks of when they say, yes, Mattel and Hasbro are teaming up. You know, nobody thinks that, you know, Mattel and Hasbro teaming up is going to mean Barbie Shira. Nobody thinks that. Or, wait, no, they can already do that. Barbie Lady J. Nobody thinks that. Nobody thinks, oh, they're going to do Barbie RC. So, you know, they're going to do that. They're also going to come up with probably the one thing that I think is kind of neat. But I guess we'll just have to see when it comes out. But they're doing some of the, um, some Transformers Hot Wheels so, of course, we're all thinking, oh, yeah, so, like, an Optimus Prime and Bumblebee. And, that yes, that sounds amazing. It's not going to be the vintage stuff. I'm, I am so sure it's not going to be the vintage stuff. Because since they're both rivals, they're going to be like, well, okay, cool, yeah, here, you can have Transformers, but only the movie stuff. Because they have to still undercut each other. So I don't think we're going to see a vintage Optimus Prime as a as a Hot Wheel. We're not going to see uh, Wheeljack or any of those guys as Hot Wheels. We're going to see those guys, but the movie versions, the Bay versions. So, yeah, really historic stuff going on here, guys. Once again, it's like... <laughs> You know, they're just falling too short on this stuff. Like, what kind of announcement is that? A, a Monopoly and an Uno set. Oh, and then and then some Hot Wheels. Throw that on in there as well. Like, this is... What's the point? <laughs> they're not, I don't think these things are going to sell very well. Maybe the Barbie Monopoly, because there are some... Some hardcore Barbie collectors out there. So... I could see that definitely being a thing, but the Uno stuff, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that that's gonna do anything. So, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, that not. Who knows? Maybe they'll do something else later where it actually makes sense and is actually cool. But for now, that apparently that's what they're doing. Maybe they can dust off like an old. Uh, an old jeep or something like, like an old jeep mode uh mold i should say they could dust off an old jeep mode oh why do i keep saying mode let me try it one more time they can dust off an old jeep mold for hot wheels and make a gi joe vehicle from that like make the vamp or something 
I don't know. <laughs> I, I almost feel like, what's the point? <laughs> so, speaking of Hasbro, so this guy, and by, by this time, most of you have already heard this, but uh, there's a guy by, uh, old. his name is Old School MTG, and uh, that, that stands for Old School Magic the Gathering uh, YouTuber, who uh, bought some magic cards. He bought uh, March of the Machines, or March of the Machine magic cards uh, from this other guy that had bought uh, the cards. Now, the other guy is a Pokemon uh, collector. He collects Pokemon cards. So that's what he's interested in. But he bought these cards, and he sells them to Old School MTG. And, and you know... Old school gets the cards and everything, but he gets the cards to March of the Machine Aftermath, which is an unreleased set of magic cards. They're not supposed to be released yet. So <laughs> he does his video as he usually does. Really nice guy just opens up these cases and shows the cards off and he's doing all that. And then... Um, he ends up getting a knock at the door, and it's these guys, the Pinkertons. The Pinkertons is a detective. Um, well, the Pinkerton, it's a de Pinkerton is a detective agency, and uh, I guess they have like hired goons. So, like on The Simpsons, and so these hired goons show up, and they start threatening legal like stuff and you're gonna go to jail and fines and all this stuff and they're just being complete dicks about everything <coughs> also uh they were being so bad that um they made his wife cry and they're demanding this stuff and they were sent there by wizards of the coast which is owned by hasbro and they were demanding the stolen go goods and everything. And so the guy gives him all the stuff. He didn't even keep any of the packaging. Nothing. He, he has nothing. So, and the Pinkertons, they give him a, they give him a calling card. And the calling card goes to somebody at Wizards of the Coast. Who, he says that they're being really nice about everything. And, oh, I'm sorry, uh, we can we can go ahead and compensate you some and blah 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 and this and that and yeah like all this over a mistake because he says that well you know the names are so similar you know March of the Machine and March of the Machine Aftermath so they must have sent them something wrong from the warehouse and because of their negligence he has to pay for it. You know, he has to sit there and get harassed by the Pinkertons, which I don't know why they wouldn't go that far. Uh, he did do an update, and he said that, um, and he had just found out, and he's like, yeah, I found out a few seconds ago, so now I'm putting this up. He said that before the Pinkertons got to him, that they went to their neighbors, including a 78-year-old little old lady and was grilling them about where this guy was because we had a meeting and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And they're just harassing the neighbors as well about where is this guy? Where's old school? 
And he didn't know that they had gone that far. And, you know, they didn't have a meeting. They were they just showed up. Goons. Who? Hired goons. Hired goons? He opens the door. Bam. Hired goons. So, oh my. Ugh. He also did. He also confirmed that Wizards of the Coast never got a hold of him to say, hey, we sent the wrong thing. Can you please return it or delete your videos or whatever? So, you know, I guess uh, Hasbro, you know, since they're teaming up with Mattel, they must have learned from them from this whole Jurassic Park thing that happened a year ago where this guy had, he obtained these unreleased Jurassic Park toys and he did the video and bam, channel taken down or videos taken down or whatever happened. But... You know, it's not these people's faults. And you have these major companies who are just, they have all the power. So, you know, they're absolute power and they're absolutely corrupt doing this crap. And I don't understand why they have to go to these lengths instead of talking to these people, which would have been, I'm pretty sure that he would have been understanding of everything. And it's like, hey... I took down the videos because of this. I, this wasn't supposed to happen. Whoops. And then just move on. Instead of having to make this huge thing where everyone's talking about it now. It's on Kotaku. It's on YouTube. It's everywhere. Everyone's talking about this and making you look bad now. Because of making you look bad. Not, not even making you look bad. You are doing bad things by bringing this kind of stuff on yourself. So... I don't know, man. I I don't know why they had to bring in hired goons to take back these cards when they could have easily just talked to the guy. And everything would have been just fine. It's, it just makes no sense to me. And, yeah. And I'm just going to move on from this. This is just, it's really upsetting that these companies that we are just, we're all just buying stuff because we like their stuff. And there's just like no quality control. And now they're sending hired goons to take back stuff for something that they messed up on. And no, we messed up on it, but it's your fault. So we're going to bring hired goons because you're, you're resisting, even though you're not resisting. Like, give me a break. I I don't know where this whole toy thing was. You know, I I left video games because it was just getting so toxic and so bad. I come into toys, and it's just more of the same. So I don't know where we can bring our hobbies to anymore, because it's just it's just bad things in everywhere you go whether it's going to be the companies or you have the fanboys where these, you know, big corporations can't do wrong. So, I don't know. And speaking of, um, just something kind of off to the side, something a little fun but also kind of weird is um, it's not really any news story or anything, but I just kind of wanted to talk about the, like, toy collecting because... 
like, I mean, I've been doing it for a while now. I've done it in San Diego in a, you know, big city with, you know, 10 Walmarts and seven Targets. And they're all really close. They're all like 15 minutes away from each other. And now I'm doing the same thing in a small town in North Carolina. So across the country in a town where there are two Walmarts that are almost 30 minutes away and one Target. So toy collecting is very strange because even though there's stuff that you would notice that um, that are very obvious... For example, when I was in San Diego, I could find, let's just talk about um, G.I. Joe Classifieds. So I, I could find my G.I. Joe Classified really easy. It's right there. Um, or I could find it and it would be gone right away. Or I would be in line and it's like, oh, the, these people got the only two uh, beachheads that were there. Time to go to another store right away. And the same group would just kind of convoy over to the next target and it's same story. Oh, those guys got the two, the two beachheads. And by this point, it's like, okay, it's been about 30, 45 minutes and now I'm going to another target. I'm hoping these other guys have to go to work because I want this beachhead. And it's just like, it's, it's just the same story with everything you, you can... You can find the stuff, or they had the stuff on in stock in a big city like that, and that's cool. You know that, that that at least it showed up, but it's not cool that not enough showed up. And then, meanwhile, out here in North Carolina, what I've noticed is they don't do a lot of the the bigger event stuff. So, like like Holothon. Like NECA's Holothon. I was looking forward to look finding a few pieces here and there. Maybe the uh, the black and white Usagi. I would have loved to have had that. But we don't get Holothon out here in this small little city or town. So nothing for Holothon. Uh, Masters of the Universe. We've we are still. <laughs> The pegs still have, um, they still have, um, so for Masters of the Universe, uh, for uh, Masters of the Universe Origins, we still have Jitsus on the pegs. We still have Buzz-Offs on the pegs. We don't really have any new stuff, whether it's at Target or at Walmart, especially Walmart. Walmart doesn't change. And then when everything goes on clearance, it's like a dollar or two dollars off. And it's like, well, I'm not going to buy another Jitsu or three if it's only a dollar off from the clearance price. I mean, if these Jitsus went down to five bucks, seven bucks, then OK, count me in for another one or two. But I'm not going to do that when it's still $17 or you know, $14. I'm just not going to do it. So we get that stuff. But what is nice is sometimes we will get stuff that in San Diego I would never see. So I would see something and it's like this guy is a highly sought out figure. A lot of people want this 
uh, this Tiger Force, uh, what's the survival guy's name? But a lot of people want him, and here he is. There's three of them right here, and no one's picking them up. And, they, and they'll sit there for like three weeks, and then they'll be gone. So I don't know if it was somebody that came to visit or what, but that's kind of the state that uh, that I live in when it comes to stuff where it's just like, okay, cool. I've, I'm not into buying this, but that's cool. I actually got to see it in the store. Uh, I'm not sure how things are going these days with the D&D stuff. Uh, the Hasbro D&D stuff, but they there's a lot of Hasbro D&D stuff here. There, the shelves are just overstocked with that thing, with those things. So there's that. Um, same with like with Lego. It's I've been seeing a lot of people talk about the Indiana Jones stuff, and I want the Indiana Jones stuff. I would love to have that, but out here. Um, Let's see, as of, as of the recording of this, Indiana Jones was released a week or two ago for Lego, uh, the, the big piece, and we just got it in this week. This week, I finally got to see that big set and the airplane set, but I didn't see the other set, the one that I really wanted, which was the Well, the well of Souls. So that's kind of disappointing. So there's not even a spot for that out here. When I'm sure that in San Diego, I can go to any of the different stores and I'll probably end up finding at least two of them. Not to mention that there's a Lego store out there. But that's, you know, I'm not talking about the Lego store. I'm not talking about anything specialty. I'm talking about just Target, Walmart, like just the, the regular places that any of the collectors would go. Not even the comic book shops. So, so that's kind of... That's kind of where I'm at. I, I, I'm just, you know, it's almost like a research thing at this point where it's like, how many of these figures can we get? Uh, same with the Indiana Jones, the, the retro figures. Uh, I've never seen a peg full of all the figures. I have seen a peg full of Marion's, the mechanic guy, and Tot. And then another time I saw two Indies and... Um, and like four, four be Bellocks. So I've never seen the whole set in the store in one go. And uh, when I did see Marion, that was back when they were $14. So of course I wasn't going to pick up any of that. that those, those figures are not worth 14 bucks. You know, give me the, the $5 back. I'll pay the, you know, the, the $9.99 for them. You know, the $10 for them or the nine dollars or whatever yeah no those are worth definitely worth 10 bucks but they are not worth 14 dollars same with the star wars ones so i don't know where they get off charging 15 dollars which and then five more dollars i guess ten dollars now uh you can get a six inch six inch fully articulated figure so makes no sense to me why why that is it's only five points of articulation guys and even then, it's like they must be using old figures to make their molds because all the details are so soft on these figures. So I, I don't understand. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's just been really interesting seeing the differences in uh, in the different toy 
collecting mentalities of the two coasts and also two different style of uh, living situations where one's a small town and one is a big city. Of course, I miss the big city. I miss going to, you know, I would make a whole day of just going to Walmarts. That's what I would do back then when I was in San Diego. And out here is just kind of like, well, I, I kind of, I made a, uh, I made a deal with my fiance and I was like, all right, every Friday is going to be the toy run. So not necessarily that we're going to buy, but I, I would like to go on Fridays just because I know that on Fridays in San Diego, that, that was the day that you went and a lot of the new stuff would come out. So so I'm still kind of doing my research on the different toy, um, the different to ways that people collect on the two coasts and the two different types of towns or cities or whatever. So it's been really interesting. I can, I definitely would like to say that I prefer the big city one as most collectors would because you have more places that you can go and check this stuff out. Even though uh, the traffic sucks, the traffic is very bad. So sometimes you'd be going from one place to the other. It's a 15 minute drive, but then once you hit traffic, you're looking at 45 minutes just to go to one of the Walmarts. And beyond this Walmart or Target, there's no other Walmart or Target, so it's not like you could keep going. So, and then you could be adventurous and even travel out of that small city into like another or in, from that larger city into like a smaller part of the city and just keep going on and on and on. So that's the kind of stuff I miss out here. It's just everything is either too far or whatever, but you definitely have to travel to get to places. Okay, so we're going to round off the podcast here with a little bit of core talk. Last time for Core Talk, we talked about um, basically toxic people in the Core community. People that lie. People that uh, say that they know stuff when and they defend the company when they have... They're not even the heir to the company. I might joke that, you know, oh, this person is the heir to the Lenard fortune. But they're not. They're just, you know, people that for some reason are huge marks for Lenard. But this time I want to talk about uh, the core universe. And I don't know, man. Not a lot of people have been getting these things for the core universe. And, um, you know, nobody can get their hands on these things. I've, I've been asked so many times, hey, do you have any of the core stuff? Hey, how are you going to do a video on the new core stuff? And, I mean, to be honest, I, I've, I've really been trying to fit in core stuff, core videos uh, in where I can. I explained why there wasn't a video for this last week because I want my 300th video to be something special and not just 
you know, May the Fourth video. I'm not. I'm not that heavily into Star Wars, but um, I want to do more core things, and I have the figures at home for the the next profiles. I'm missing one of them still because I didn't realize that until way later on. Uh, I do have two vehicles that I would love to talk about. One of them is not even uh, Core Total Soldier or uh, Time Crisis, and one of them is. But you know, with the Core Universe, not a lot of people have been seeing these things. Nobody's seen them at stores anywhere. Uh, not to mention that the line before the core universe i've only seen at the store one time ever and that was not even this past christmas but the christmas before that and it was um the cyber strike stuff and all it was was a four pack of vehicles with a couple of figures and they were all things that were released previously in time crisis no deco change no nothing it was just a different box, so I didn't pick it up. Now, the interesting part is you can get that online now for $50 when it's a $20 set. You know, Lenard prices. And I was trying to find the new Core Universe stuff. Uh, some people have found it at Ollie's. Ollie's, when you see stuff at this store called Ollie's, the stuff there is stuff that's going out. They're done with it. Like the like Target and Walmart and all those other places, they're done. They 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 can't sell it. They can't move it. So they moved it. They put it on clearance and it still didn't move. So then all that stuff goes over to stores like Ollie's. Ollie's will buy that up. Some people have found Core Universe stuff there, which means that somebody was selling them. Uh, I didn't find it in my area. We do have an Ollie's here. And it's it's a pretty sorry <laughs> Ollie's. When I first got here, I got excited because I've seen things that I've, I haven't seen in a long time or before. Like Panthor and the Wind Raider and stuff like that. Uh, now that's that's still the same stuff that I see. They, they rarely ever get any new stuff. But I do have a buddy of mine that uh, lives in uh, New Jersey. And he was able to find the Core Universe stuff. I have another friend that lives in Pennsylvania out here, and he was able to find other stuff in his area. So not all the Ollies are created equal. But, you know, the question comes now is like, well, who was selling them if they're showing up at Ollies? You know, um, as far as this one guy goes, you know, oh, yeah, they're selling them everywhere. They're selling them at this place and this place. And it's like nobody has found them. That's why people keep asking, <laughs> where are they selling them? Don't ask me. I'm not, as much as I might be the core guy, I am not the core news guy. I don't, I don't want to handle that stuff. I don't want to sit there and talk to them. Heck, when I was a Navy journalist, I hated doing interviews. I'm not the kind of person that sits down one-on-one -on -one and, hey, let's, let's talk and let's have a beer. I'd rather stay home. <laughs> I'd rather stay home and do my research instead of having to do the the interviews. But I guess maybe I should. Maybe I should just put my just put on my uh, my sailor uniform and journalist cap and go out there and start doing interviews and seeing what's going on. 
So yeah, so um, not getting really anything from uh, Lenard when it comes to these uh, core universe things. And they're one person that does talk about the core all the time. He says, oh, well, I already explained why. I already said why they didn't come out. I already said why they're, why they're not here domestically. Uh, one of the things that I did learn from my friend that used to work for Lenard is um, it is that the reason why we don't get a lot of stuff, and this was back in the new recruits days, but the reason why we weren't getting stuff all the time or some of the stuff um, that they were making because he, he, I did a tour of the California office of Lenard back then. And he's like, yeah, there's this, we have this showroom where they basically set up a toy aisle for them. And that way they can show uh, Walmart, Target, whoever they're trying to sell to. They come over and they're like, look, this is what you're aisle is going to look like with core stuff this is you know this is the planogram that you guys would have this is what it's going to look like filled and then they you know they buy stuff well they had a bunch of stuff that i had never seen before where it was like these tents that were made out of cloth um, i've seen pictures of them now of course but back then, I didn't even know what I was looking at. I was looking at all these things and all these different packaging, you know, stuff that he had created. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, that's that's not from the U.S. That's not in the U.S. And a lot of it does have to do with the store themselves because of the kind of company that Lenard is. They show the stores you know, they, they'll show Walmart or whatever. This is what this is going to look like for the core. And then what they do with that is, okay, cool. We'll buy this much. And they'll buy that much. And then that's it. So sometimes, like probably what's been going on lately. And this, is, this isn't this is me with like 100%. You know, I don't know. that I don't know, have 100% knowledge of this stuff. Okay, so I'm just saying this from how I understood it back in 20, 2016. So this is all like out of date stuff at this point. Things might be different now. But at that time, he, my friend had said, so the reason why you guys aren't seeing very many things is because Walmart is not ordering anything. And that's what I'm suspecting is happening now is that Walmart is probably just overrun with stuff because one of the walmarts that's out here in north carolina is completely packed and it looks like garbage a lot of it is also because the employees don't do their work but it looks so bad and there is no room for any lenard stuff in there the transformers are just like falling off the pegs and it's the same stuff that nobody wants so that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking is happening is just that Walmart is not ordering anything so we don't see anything from Lenard on there. It's not Lenard that's not selling. Maybe it is Lenard that's not doing a good job selling the toys to Walmart, but Walmart is just not buying. So we so we're just not seeing it anymore. And that's that's just what I'm guessing is happening with 
all the core stuff since af right after um, Elite. So like Elite Tech Wars. Well, I guess Elite Tech Wars and also um, Jurassic, um, Jurassic Rampage, Jurassic, well, Rampage as well. So I guess ever since all that stuff, ever since Rampage and even Top Gun, we didn't get too much stuff for Top Gun. We have the one set from Top Gun, and that's that's it. They called it a day. They didn't even make anything else for it. But also, Walmart probably just didn't order anything else. They didn't have very much. So that's just my guess on what's been going on with this whole core thing, with this core drought that we've been having. Uh, but it is still getting really aggravating that uh, people give out answers but not really giving out answers. I guess I'm just going to have to just talk to these guys and see what's up and give you guys the real answers because it's not acceptable that we have this guy that loves the company so much that he's willing to just get the answers, go in with a black marker, and just take out some of the information to make them look good. When it's like, who cares? You don't owe them. You don't own the company. And people want to know what's going on with these figures. And they keep asking. They keep asking because he's not doing a good job at explaining at what's going on with the core. So that was the Ruby Bandit Super Secret Fan Club podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed that. So next week we'll be doing episode number three. Don't know what we're going to be talking about because... I do these things weekly. I pull up all the news articles that I can think of that would be interesting. I pull that stuff up like a day or two before. Or as I'm hearing it, I'll make a little note of it. And then I'll do my research a little bit on it. This one was probably a little bit more smoother than the first episode. First episode was a little uh, a little wobbly. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. And we'll see you on the next episode. Take care.